in-office studios of his eye care practices in Nashville, Tennessee. It's As I See It with Dr. Jeff Kegaris, your source for eye care education and receiving the type of patient relationship you deserve. It is time for a patient revolution. And now, your host, Dr. Jeff Kegaris. Welcome to another edition of As I See It. I'm your host, Dr. Jeff Kegaris, and I'm sitting with Cole Evans, our Community Marketing Director. Cole, welcome to the show today again. Thank you very much. It's good to have you here. It's getting a little cooler outside. Um, the holiday spirit is embracing all of us, wouldn't you say? <laughs> That's a good way to say it, Dr. Jeff. <laughs> all right. So um, one of the things that happens during this season of the year is that people start thinking about, I've got to get in to see my eye doctor. I've put it off. I need to get in before the end of the year. I can use my FSA or my HSA fund. And I know you're not the insurance expert, but Nobody knows the difference. They're that's really, right. right. So what do those initials mean, Cole? And because you're you're actually a lot more familiar about this than a lot of people. So tell me what that means. Well, my my banking and finance professor would completely uh, agree that I am really more of a bullet point uh, learner. And so uh, I joke that... Uh, To describe both, FSA is flexible spending account. And the easy way to remember that is it's not really flexible at all. And so to your point, to our listeners that are listening right now, um, people trying to get in before the end of the year, before their benefits run out, more than likely uh, have an FSA because it is not flexible. It will term, quote unquote, at the end of the year. An HSA, a health spending account, health savings account, I'm sorry, health savings account, uh, an overwhelming majority of those, I do think a couple of them do term, but the majority of them do roll over, quote unquote, meaning uh, if you don't use them by December 31st of the current year, January the 1st of the next year, they're still there for you. So money's been set aside or is allocated toward health care expenses and the FSAs as a kind of a use it or lose it type of proposition, HSAs may carry over. But we see a lot of people with both of those accounts that say, I need to get in. This is my best time to get glasses. I got a little time off or I'm taking time off. I want to update my contact lenses. Oh, I need my diabetic eye exam, etc. like that. So it's apropos that today we're going to cover another two of our lessons in one patient at a time, the K2Way playbook for healthcare and business success. And I appreciate you being with me so that we can talk about lessons 12 and 13. So, uh, And the reason for that is that we get busier around the holidays. People have drier eyes. They have more urgencies, uh, problems with their eyes that, that need to be worked in. And so it's just a whole lot more hectic for a lot of people, but that can't lessen the personalized care that we provide. That's exactly right. It's so interesting having uh, just celebrated my one year here, Dr. Jeff. I know you're still in celebratory mode, so... Uh, but the um, it was very interesting to me walking into um, December of last year, where you hear the kind of chatter around the office. You know, it's getting ready to be a busy, busy time, a lot busier than normal. Uh, you know, you just hear this. You're it, it, for me, I was kind of like, ah, okay, I get it. You're busy. Like Home Depot's busy, right? Whatever. Uh, it's really, really no joke. It's uh, extremely busy here. And I would say, if I had to guess right now, absolutely not being the insurance person of the company, uh, I would guess a majority majority of patients, uh, both existing and new, have uh, 
uh, policies that are going to term. They are mm-hmm. not going to use, uh, and our schedule year over year, uh, I think, tells that story loud and clear. People wait till the last minute, but the good news is, uh, here at Cool Springs High Care, we're open till 7 o'clock New Year's Eve. Hey, you know, we work really, really hard to be accessible. I think it's not just to try to provide good care while people are in the office, but also to provide access to that good care. And so we're already looking at our schedule for late December uh, and have been for the last month and a half mm-hmm. on staffing, on capacity, on processes to make sure that everybody has a good experience, but that we can anticipate and see more patients, not by rushing them through, but by planning for it. So let's talk about some of those eye urgencies or eye problems that people may have that come into the office. So Dr. Jeff, you and Dr. Susan, when you sat down and you wrote down um, the, the 835, as we call it here internally, right? Eight chapters, 135 lessons of what uh, you and Dr. Susan, um, honestly, your practices, your your foundational kind of uh, drumbeat of how you've grown the practices. Um, tell me, tell our listeners why lesson 12 was so important. You titled it, uh, A Conjunctivitis Did Not Just Walk in the Door. Yes, I'm not sure if our listeners hear this, but if they listen for it, they may say, oh, yes, I have heard my doctor, my nurse, or somebody in the medical field say this. And it's a pet peeve of mine. Um, We don't treat conjunctivitis. We don't treat uveitis. We don't treat diabetic retinopathy. We treat patients. And patients have ailments. Patients have disorders like conjunctivitis, like keratitis, like uveitis, like diabetic retinopathy, glaucoma, cataracts. We will treat those patients first and their ailments uh, in conjunction. Now, the reason I mention this is it's very common. I've seen it in almost every healthcare setting where I have consulted and also where I've been a patient. Where you'll hear somebody say, okay, doctor, there's a, uh, there's a stomach problem in room one, and there's a gastritis in room two, there's an a, a epiglottitis in, in room three. No. I mean, those things do exist. They're, they're issues. In fact, I talked to my daughter, who's an emergency room physician, about that. You know, you don't have a headache in bay one. You have a patient who has a headache. You don't have a car accident or an MVA, motor vehicle accident, in rooms three and four. You've got patients. You've got a 17-year-old black female who was just in a motor vehicle accident who happens to have head trauma, truncal right. trauma, things right. like that. So I think it's very important for we as doctors to stress to our staff if we're personalizing care, that we keep it personal. A 27-year-old young lady is in room one with this type of complaint. Uh, Mrs. Jones is in room two, and she is mentioning this, etc., but not by referring to you or any other patient by their disease. Dr. Jeff, you wrote at the end of Lesson 12, we correct, protect, and enhance eye health and vision. That's obviously a mantra that we here at Cool Springs and Donaldson Eye Care here on a regular basis. Uh, you go on to write, we only treat patients and their conditions. A condition will never present itself. It's always a patient. Very specific, right? <laughs> there, there you go. I kind of have a mental picture of this red eye knocking on the front door exactly. going, you know, knock, knock, knock. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. Now, in that case, a conjunctivitis would be presenting at our door. But in I've never seen that happen in 30-plus years of practice, so I, I do think that, that patients will do that, though. You go so. on. Uh, this is a nice little uh, leeway right into Lesson 13, which you and Dr. Susan titled, I Can Hear You. Why Aren't You Taking Care of Me? Question mark. You title, or you type out right in the middle, uh, you want 
want good care, but you also have a busy schedule. You've started to consider how much longer this visit will take. Uh, will you have time uh, to look at new frames? Uh, how many people are in front of you to be seen? Uh, the point is you're posing, uh, and you, Dr. Susan, are posing how many questions go through the patient's brain when they automatically think, wow, they're out there talking. They're, they're having a good old jovial time. Why am I sitting here looking at my watch? That's, that's right. And so we know that one of the most important things is to occupy any waiting time. Give it some certainty rather than uncertainty. You see Disney do that with 30 minutes to the jungle ride from here. Right. You've started to frame your expectations and you realize why there's a line. Well, the same thing holds true for unoccupied waiting time seems longer than occupied waiting time. So if it's you're, you're in the exam room, you've been worked up with certain tests, and you're waiting for the doctor who might be next door, you can kind of hear you know, a door open, a door close, maybe a little muffled talk you know, coming, and you know that pretty soon he or she's going to be in here, right? right? My time's coming. <laughs> but, and then you hear the door close, and you go, okay, I'm ready. And then you hear another door open, and they go in a different room. And you start to naturally think... When's my time? How long have I been in here? Right. And so you fill that time with thoughts of dread and worry or, geez, I got other things to do. And we recognize that. That can be exacerbated if we have staff or if any doctor has staff that is currently a little bit idle. They can't do anything more for you until the doctor goes in, but they're sitting outside, maybe in a technical or a nurse station, and they're saying, by the way, did you see that great Halloween costume that Jane wore? Oh, did you watch the football game the other day? Now, we encourage our people to be human and talk to each other, but if I'm the patient in the room and I'm saying, hey, When's my time? Mm -hmm. The last thing I want to do is hear staff talking about something else. Because you know what? I might just misperceive, and it probably is a misperception, but perception is everything. I might misperceive that you aren't caring about me, and that's why I'm waiting. I'm actually waiting because you're too busy talking about Halloween costumes and football games. And if you'd been paying attention, you would have sent the doctor in here. And that's an unnecessary wait and delay, which is a frustrating thing to patients. So we really try to avoid that. It's tougher in offices. I mean, I could be a gendarme and say, there's no discussion except about the patient. And in general, that is true. On the other hand, come on, we're humans. We're trying to build a great team. And part of what we pride ourselves on is having a great culture and people as patients saying, your your staff is just so friendly and they all seem to get along. And and those things are important. That doesn't come from an act. That comes from them knowing each other, talking with each other, and being a part of a team here in the office. But we have to be very, very careful to not have those idle conversations outside of an exam room. Patients come first. We have a job to do. If there's idle time, there can be some other conversations as long as you don't lose sight of the patients in the room. And as long as they don't hear you talking because they can misperceive that and then they leave and they say, well, you know, all things considered, I waited too long and you guys really didn't care about me. And we should never, never, ever lose when it comes to care. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Jeff Kageris with Cool Springs and Donaldson Eye Care. We've proudly served the Middle Tennessee community for the last 26 years, and I want you to know we really appreciate you. Having an annual comprehensive eye health and vision exam is so important to the health of your eyes. From signs of diabetes, glaucoma, and cataracts, we're looking for it all. 
Don't let another day go by. Schedule your annual eye health and vision exam at Cool Springs or Donaldson Eye Care. Dr. Jeff, I want you to tell our listeners about um, what you describe as DDD. Um, and and uh, before that, I, I want everybody to kind of get a visual picture of Hell's Kitchen, right? Well, not <laughs> well, not maybe being um, as um, as. Uh, Strong of a language, as we'll say, as Gordon Ramsay used to uh, put out, you will you see a a real um, a symphony, if you will, uh, of of uh, people working together to get a product out that's in a timely manner. That at the end of the day um, is a premium product in their restaurant. Here, I kind of see it again, removing the variable, uh, but the patient is going through a process here. Uh, again, uh, do, I do want you to talk about the DDD, but um, um, while, yes, there's open holes in the schedule and people are having uh, normal water cooler talk, if you will, um, we have a, a pretty consistent uh, schedule here. And we have a lot of patients that walk through here. And I find that the talk is so much more about uh, m- keeping that flow moving in an extremely efficient way uh, while respecting, to your point, not calling a junk, uh, conjunctivitis a conjunctivitis, but referring uh, to Miss Smith. So uh, to that point, explain what DDD means to us. Sure. Uh- it, it, this is an entire other lesson and, in fact, a lecture that we talk to doctors about right. uh, because, you know, we, we talk in one of our other lessons that in our hierarchy of service, we start with safety first. We always want to provide a safe environment. Then we want to be courteous. Then we want to have the patient have a great experience. But then we want to be efficient. So we are not a practice that says the most important thing more than anything else. I don't care if you're courteous or not. I want you to be efficient. I want to get them in and out. That's not our mantra. I want you to to I want to be as efficient as we can, but never in the absence of courtesy and having a great patient experience, because ultimately that's what healthcare is all about in our view. However, efficiency is, is on that list. And for some people, efficiency is more important than others. So if I'm a doctor and I kind of say in eye care, what what's really key? Uh, we train the staff on two areas of of flow, patient flow, if you will. If you if you kind of look at it from the time I check in to the time I leave, that's a total patient flow cycle. What we've learned in healthcare is that people don't like to wait, right? So we don't want people to wait either. So we try to model what's called continuous flow. We try to build our flow so there are fewer start, stop, start, stop. Mm-hmm. It's not always possible when right. you have multiple people in the in the process. But everybody has a role. They have certain roles. They need to be flexible when something changes and there's a, another patient that has an emergency and we have to do this. And that requires some great leadership with, say, Katie, our office manager, Chantel in the front, Kayla in the back, even our optician manager, Stephanie and uh, Noah. Mm-hmm. But all of that, all of that, I love the word symphony. That's really a very, very good point. Because if I'm going to look overall, say I'm not seeing patients and I want to say, how was our flow today? A very common thing in healthcare. It's kind of like, how was production today in the mill? Right, <laughs> you know, right. that sounds really trite and I don't mean right. to minimize it that way. But when you think about it, you say, how did, how did we do? because we do know that if patients were here longer 
then in general, they're going to be more unhappy. So one of the ways that we look at that and we train the staff is we look at total cycle time. I can change your weight from 10 minutes in the front office to saying, Cole, just walk back to that second door on the left and sit down there. And then you didn't have any weight in the front office. But I really haven't changed your appointment total time. Mm -hmm. So that's why we don't really look at waiting time in the reception area Mm -hmm. all that much unless we have a real problem there. What we do look at is from time in to time out total cycle time. The second indicator that we look at is ideally from the time you come in to the time that you leave the doctor's exam room, we'd like that to be less than 45 minutes. And the reason for that is that we know from studies that patients are happier if they can get in and out and to optical within an hour. So if I'm going to do that and I'm anticipating it may be 15 minutes in optical, I need to make sure from the time you come in at 8 Mm o'clock that I have you out by 8.45. Now, as you know, as patients, I don't sit there and look at my watch and go, hey, I have two minutes to talk to you and get you out. But what we do is we do track this door to Dr. Dunn time. That's the triple D. Okay. Okay? Not like diners, drive-ins, and dives, Uh but this is our triple D. Excellent show. (laughs) I wish I had his car. Um, Anyway, um, we do track that and we look for what percentage of the time did we accomplish a triple D less than 45 minutes for our patients, whether they're coming in because they're having a full exam, coming in to talk about LASIK, coming in because they have a red eye. That's an important indicator for us. Uh, it's hard to bat 100% because things happen and sometimes we prioritize certain emergency conditions mm-hmm. through the day, but we want to see a very high percentage of DDD under 45. The third thing, I will just mention this, and I don't think you and I have talked about this, is that when we look at that total cycle time, this is something I talk with doctors about, uh, to accomplish continuous flow, you want to have every step of the way some value-added step for the patient. Either I'm being educated, I'm having a test, I'm in discussion, I'm I'm with the doctor in diagnosis. Those are all value added. Me waiting for an optician, me waiting in the reception area, me waiting for the doctor, me dilating and waiting. All of those are really perceived and truly are non-value added time. Mm -hmm. If you ever go to your doctor What we stress to doctors of all specialties is to try to have, of the total cycle time, more than 50% in value added. That means if you're here for 30 minutes, I expect that at least 15 minutes of that will be what you perceive as value added time, doing something that's pursuant just to you. If it's less than that, then we've had more non-value added time. And you may sit there and think, holy cow. Uh, 50%, that's not very high, but it's really hard to accomplish in a healthcare setting. And in fact, a lot of times we see 10% of the time in some offices, not ours, fortunately, but sometimes 10% of the time is value added. The rest is in in waiting or in extra things going on that really are not adding value to the patient's experience. So those are three big indicators. And to your point, thanks, Dr. Jeff. And to your point, when you say in there that I read over earlier, uh, when you're when you kind of hear the muffle at the door and you think you're the next one, but you're not the next one, uh, you pose the question, will you have time to look at new frames? Uh, as uh, owner-operator of an optometry uh, practice, multiple location practice, um, you're not new to the fact 
fact that uh, frames are, are retail, aside from serving the patient, all all of the uh, correct ethical, moral, foundational things, Dr. Jeff, mm-hmm. that we know that you really bleed, pushing that to the side for a second, that, that part of the business is a, a huge part of the business. Aside from, we know that when patients walk in the door, they're telling us, I'm, I need new contacts by the end of this visit. I would like to get my contact or my frames changed out, my lenses I've had in there for a couple of years. It's really a disservice if we are not back to the lesson, uh, if they can hear us just having jovial conversation outside or if we're referring to them as uh, conjunctivitis, as you say, in lesson 12, but to give them an efficient uh, uh, process, improving the patient experience, uh, just exactly what the byline of this podcast is so that we can get them to the point of the DDD out the door and onto their life and having a great experience with us. That's exactly right. So we realize that we're in the care business first and that's how we built the practice and patients should feel that. However, we also realize that once you hit the carpet to go into the optical, we're in the retail business and we're competing with any other and all other retail establishments. Mm-hmm. So we better be really darn good there. And that's a whole separate discussion on the feel, the look, the how we differentiate in the optical because we have some really special things that we that we try to do and that we are have been pretty successful at. But right now, today, uh, you're not a conjunctivitis when you walk in our practice. You're a human being. You may have a malady. We're gonna we're gonna help fix that, protect, correct, or enhance it. Number two, all of the attention you should feel is on you, and that comes from our conscious efforts to direct conversation towards you and not have idle conversation separately. And from a management perspective, our managers and our doctors are involved in tracking that to verify. It's not just gut feel, abdominal computer. Right. You know, as my dad would say, it's truly well, what was the average cycle time today and we while we don't say that efficiency is more important than anything else efficiency is very important we don't want to waste your time and so it's one of the factors that we try to make for a great visit for you with over half a million patients coming through the practice doors over the years uh, you can see why all this at the end of the day we've joked before on other episodes these are really uh, common sense things but at the end of the day sometimes you have to just pause and peel the layer back a little bit and just say it out loud to really understand the simplicity of some of it. Um, One patient at a time. You'll see on the book cover it's one customer at a time and we've put a tape on top of customer that says patient because it is the K2 playbook for healthcare and business success uh, written from uh, uh, two doctors but at the exact same time uh, an entrepreneur uh, business minded person myself I would like to think uh, I find it to be an extremely easy read and I think that's why uh, Amazon has this as the number one uh, healthcare release book uh, on on, uh, the digital shelves these days. So Congratulations on that, and uh, thanks for your time and going through another lesson. Well, we're we're honored to be in, in that position on Amazon, but most importantly, we're honored to take care of patients. And so as you're listening here, hold us to these lessons. That's the reason we're broadcasting these, is we want you to know how we do what we do, and we want you to hold us to them to make sure that we do them very, very well. So thanks for being a patient, and have a happy holiday season, Cole. That's right. Whether you're listening on Google or, um, or an Apple device, go to Google Play or iTunes. Please subscribe to the podcast. We definitely want that subscribe. We want you to get a notification every time we have a new one coming out, which is every single week. And uh, please do, as always, leave a comment. Dr. Jeff loves those comments, and he reviews them every single week. So thanks again. 